All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number. All right, so um, without further ado, uh, right now, um, shortly here, we're going to be joined by, well, he's ready. We're ready now. Okay, right now, let's go to Drew Doherty, uh, host of Houston Texans Television. I know we spoke to you before in the past, Drew, but how are you doing today? Good, man. How you been? Been all right, man. Just just living every day. You know, a lot going on now with the sports world. Um, I wanted to get with you, Drew, because I know we talked to you before in the past. And, you know, now, since last time we talked to you, we wasn't in Denver. And, of course, we've got a big matchup this weekend. I, I tell you, when the schedule came out early on, I don't think it's too many people that circled really Denver and Texans as being a, you know, type of playoff implication game. But before we get into that, I want to kind of back up a little bit and, and just look at the grand scheme of really what why, you know, what the Texans are doing um, is pretty much amazing. Because if we go back, you know, you go with the Deshaun Watson situation, um, him asking to be traded from the organization, and then, of course, he goes through his scandal. Then we go through a situation where we go through two coaches, uh, you know, back-to-back years. And, of course, the ownership took some criticism from that. But then you have this young man in D'Amico Ryans who played for the organization. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his wife is from the Houston area, lives down there, her family. Tell me the difference of, uh, and even before we get to the C.J. Stroud stuff, but just tell me the difference in the building because you're close to this team. What has D'Amico Ryans done that you can just tell? Just What has the feeling been like compared to where this franchise has been through in the last four or five years? Oh, any number of ways to describe it black and white night and day uh <laughs> what has he meant to the organization he has been mouth-to-mouth resuscitation wow he uh he changed everything the day he put pen to paper and became the head coach she is energized not just the football side but the business side the fan base he uh he has been there and done that uh you take away his connection to the texans and you just look at his coaching resume by itself uh-huh. You know, take um, take the teams away and, and what he did. You know, had the best defense in San Francisco last season, both in points per game and yards per game. And think about all the wonderful San Francisco teams over the decades. I mean, uh-huh. that team that, that won the Super Bowl over young Dan Marino back in the early 80s, huh. I mean, they shut down that Dan Marino offense. So his, his defense was doing a little bit better statistically, and I'm not saying it was better than that Super Bowl team, but right. that says something. And then you tie back in who he was and what he meant to this organization. He's the greatest leader as a player. He wasn't even the first defensive player drafted by the team the year he was drafted. Hmm. Yet he came in, took the team by the throat, and made it his. So he's a phenomenal leader. It has been just a 180-degree turn for the positive since he got here, and it has been so much fun this whole calendar year hmm. again we're drawn by drew doherty host of houston texas television yeah i figured those things i mean i'm only a thong, uh, you know a stone's throw from you a couple hundred miles up the road and we've got texans fans that's in my backyard but i definitely wanted to give D'Amico his his flowers because i think a lot of people need to know sure. i mean this was one of those situations where it's not like D'Amico didn't have options i know the pinner group uh yeah. that you know uh that owns the broncos and of course you know they had to see they were in a coaching search they were really for what i've heard 
heard they he really blew the doors off them. I mean, they, they and and mm-hmm. I knew at that time that if you looked at, I mean, because whether it was this year, next year, D'Amico was fortunate enough, like you said, his resume, what he did as a defensive coordinator, coordinator coming from that Kyle Shanahan situation, that he could have really picked any job he wanted to over the next couple of years. He was going to be that hot commodity. Yeah. So I, that's, yeah, no, he yeah. was the uh, he was the hot candidate for all the I think mm-hmm. there were six or seven jobs that were open, and he. He and Peyton were at the top of you know most of those lists. So, yeah, I'm a big. Yeah, it, yeah. it was it was a no 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 brainer and, and just a slam dunk. When, yeah, you know, I'm a big pitched, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his, yeah. and I, and I feel that you know one of the things I and I started to try to think about this, but I can't remember uh, really. Uh, you know, I'll be 47 in a couple months. I and been watching football forever. Damn, you're old, seven. Man. Yeah, don't make me feel old, that old man. I know. I'm I'll be 47 my, in uh, August. <laughs> so I, like I can say that. No, I, you saw good. Uh, well, good. We're on the same timeline. I can't remember. Yep. And help me if you can. Can you remember a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback um, that has basically, you know, and especially have been put themselves in a position to have this much success in year one? I mean, I start thinking about the Dan Marino, but Don Shula had been there already since the 70s, you know, by the time. So is there somebody I'm missing that you can, you know, and I know that they're not satisfied with what they've done, but look, this is a team that was projected to win like four and a half games from Vegas. Um, Nobody really had them. I mean, I think they even had the lowest odds to win the division, but they've had, they're ahead of schedule in my opinion, regardless if they qualify for a playoff spot or not, or whatever happens this weekend, they're ahead of schedule. But can you remember a tandem, a rookie coach with a rookie quarterback coming in to have this type of success and having C.J. Stroud talked about as maybe an MVP candidate? I mean, maybe it has happened. I certainly cannot remember. Right. And you also got to throw in rookie offensive coordinator. True. You know, Bobby Sloak has never called plays. When the season started, the the center was a rookie, Jarrett Patterson. And they've gone through about, you know, I think this weekend will be about the seventh or eighth different O-line combination that has started a game. So you know, it's not like he's had you know, the great wall that Troy Aikman had in, in Dallas all those years. You start for him every single week, week hmm. after week. I mean, it's been, it's been a lot of – there's been a lot of movement up front too, and that makes everything that this team has accomplished – all the more impressive as well. But no, I can answer your question originally. I cannot remember. Yeah, I've I've had a tough I've, Yeah, I've had a tough time and not and before we move on to that and focus a little bit about this matchup coming up this weekend and I also give a little flowers to Will Anderson, you know, this draft to get two cornerstone guys on one on mm-hmm. defense and your starting quarterback. I'm like, I had to go back to like Ozzie Newsom type of stuff going back to Ogden wow. and Ray Lewis. I'm not trying to put the pressure on those two, but it's been it's right. been exciting. But let's look at this game you know, this is a game this Sunday, uh, you know, 12 o'clock, high noon. And it's one of those that, like I said a while ago, when the schedule came out, not too many people would think that this type of game would be this compelling where you have a Denver team. Uh, you know, there were some expe- uh, expectations with Sean coming in and with Russ. Nobody thought they'd get to one and five. But you have the Texans and you look at this game, you got a red hot Denver team that's coming in, really doing it with turnovers and defense. And then you're going up against a Houston Texans team led by a guy that's being mentioned in uh of course, probably has rookie of the year sewed up, but MVP talks that's coming off a division loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars last Sunday. How are you looking at this matchup and where do you think the keys are in this particular matchup uh, for both sides kind of win or what's going to determine this? Yeah, you touched on it off the very top of this interview. I mean, it's a hell of a matchup because it's December. Both teams are six and five. They're they're right on the outside of the playoff picture looking in, but there's a lot of football left. And I do Mm -hmm. think one or both of them um, are going to be in the postseason once it's all said and done. But, yeah, Russell Wilson has been hot, and he's been very, very efficient. 
you look at the touchdown and interception numbers for Wilson and Stroud, they're very similar. You know, Wilson is just one in scores and, and one better in interceptions. But the big difference there is the yards per game. I mean, Stroud's got about 100 more yards per game. He's leading the NFL with 296 per. And it seems like each week there's somebody different hmm. that is leading the Texans in receiving yards with 100 or more. You know, last week it was Nico Collins, and he's done that a few times this season. But the only time I think it's been in consecutive weeks that the same guy's done it was a few weeks back when Noah Brown against Tampa Bay and then against Cincinnati on the road the next week. He had 150-plus in consecutive weeks. Hmm. Outside of that, it's, it's kind of been spaced out. Dalton Schultz has a 100-yard game or two. Hank yeah. Dell's been having a hell of a season as well and, and getting a lot of attention, deservedly so. So they've mixed it up. I do think at some point you're going to see Robert Woods have a 100-yard game because he's been a go-to option as well but Noah Brown is back this week he's missed the last two games with a knee injury he has been super explosive when he's been in the game you know starting once you got to rule out that those first two games of the year as the Texans were sort of finding their way right they yeah. started 0 and 2 and since then you know they're they're 6 and 4 they're uh they're really rolling so yeah um or excuse me they're 6 and 2 since then but mm-hmm. you know I think uh, there's a lot of options as far as catching the ball and they might be getting closer to fixing the run game because the Denver run defense has been a little leakier oh, yes. than mm-hmm. a lot of run defenses around the NFL. So this is this sets up as a good chance for the Texans to maybe take advantage of that and get some yards on the ground because they didn't get them last week against Jacksonville. It's one of the reasons they lost. Yeah, and you know, um, and the one guy you brought up in there has been, I think, has been almost probably a very underrated offseason signing, and that's Dalton Schultz. I mean, especially the yeah. performance that oh, he's yeah. had. I mean, everybody with Dallas has seen what he could do, but really with a rookie quarterback, they always say his mm-hmm. best friends are tight end. One of the things, you know, Drew, that's going to be interesting to me about this is because I believe I've got a lot of respect for D'Amico Ryans as a defensive coordinator, even his time with the 49ers. And, you know, I would have to say that he's probably going to take and probably have studied a uh, quite big that Minnesota Vikings game that Denver I mean even though Denver won that game but Brian Flores I thought Brian Flores did a good job in regards to forcing Denver like really taking that run away you know I think in that game Russell had like 34 attempts or something like that which is not the recipe they've done so I'm very interested in this D'Amico Ryans and Sean Payton matchup because I do feel that uh, you know if you can stop or contain Denver trying to run and kind of make Russ have to make those plays in the passing game, whether it be to a Judy or Cortland Sutton, I think that is kind of a recipe to try to, you know, stop this team that's, you know, on a five-game win- winning streak. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, in theory, I agree with you, but shoot, Russell Wilson, <laughs> he's, a, he's a pretty darn good quarterback. And I know that <laughs> the stats are not what he's had right. uh, when he was in Seattle, but he's certainly closer to the player he was then mm-hmm. than he is as close to who he was last year. You know, it was just an abomination of a year for him and that whole mm. whole team. But, you know, I'm never going to say, oh, yeah, let's let Russell throw the ball. <laughs> but, yeah, right. yeah, you do You do as a defense, you always want to take away the run for sure. And the Texans' run defense has been pretty darn good in that regard. You know, they've not allowed a 100-yard rusher this year, any single guy to rush for 100 yards. Now, there's been a few teams that have done it as a team collectively, but no guy has really busted out and, and cracked that century mark right. on him. And, if they were to keep that up and, and kind of limit that damage that the Broncos can, they can do damage with that, that trio of, of guys. 
I think it, it works out definitely in the Texans' favor for sure. Yeah, and, you know, the uh, real quick before we get you out of here, I mean, I think, you know, definitely this is going to be a game with some playoff feel. But I think uh, the way the Texans, for one, the way they've bounced back after losses or the way they've handled mm-hmm. themselves in the West, I think regardless of the outcome between this matchup Sunday, something tells me because of the strength of schedule for the Colts, that game, that last game in week, what was that, week 18, I think, yeah, or week that, the last game but, of year? Yeah, yeah, between the Colts and the Texans are probably going to be for a playoff spot in the wild card. I, I think either one of the teams, Colts or Texans, are going to really catch Jacksonville. I mean, I know they've already swept the Colts, but I really think that regardless of what happens this week, that matchup in week 18, that's probably there's a good chance that's going to be for a wild card spot. You know, because I thought this was a and, division that would only be sending one team out, but it looks like it has a good chance of sending two. What were you going to say, Drew? And I was going to say, and how delicious would that wind up being? Oh, considering man. these two teams met in Week 18 last year, the Colts and the Texans. True. They go through that <laughs> bananas back and forth game. Like if you take out all the implications that were right. swirling around that one, and right. you just clinically watch it, this is a football game, and I will watch this football game. It was an exciting game. It went back and forth. There yep. were big sixes. There were long touchdowns. There were fourth down conversions. It was a hell of a game, and the Texans won. Right. And it certainly affected draft positioning. They, they bumped down from one to two. And, yeah, it was a, a wild, wild game. And I don't know that people would have thought that the Colts would have wound up where they are right now right. when they heard the news about Anthony Richardson going down. Maybe some people who were Gardner Minshew fans thought, okay, well, he's going <laughs> to be all right. Because right. you do got to give that guy a lot of credit. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. It, it always seems like, and it doesn't, mean, it doesn't matter if it was last year or four years ago or a decade ago, it always seems like that last game of the season for the Texans Every year, two or three winds up being determined by a, a, a win or a loss over the course. Right. It's, it's wild how the NFL makes that work out. Anyway. I, I hear that, man. Well, I appreciate your time, Drew, man. I know you stay busy, yeah. man. It should be a good one this Sunday, and I definitely look forward to talking to you down the road again too, man. But thank again for taking time to speak with us today. Let's do it again, man. Happy times are here again in Houston. The Texans are good. And, uh, they're going to be good for a while. So I cool. hear that. All right, Drew, man. All right, man. That's Drew Darty, Houston Texans Television. Uh, yeah, I, you know, um, we'll spend more time breaking this game down tomorrow. Uh, but that's kind of, you know, me pulling back the curtain on how I think this is going to play out. I'm, I am kind of excited to see, uh, you know, this Sean and D'Amico. And I think a lot of that study is going to be on that Minnesota game in regards to how Brian Flores attacked uh, this running. Because if you look at it, they didn't really do anything that game running. They've been running the ball. I mean, you can put 170 yards on Cleveland's defense in the run. Ain't nobody else going to put 170 on Cleveland. Got going into that game and probably afterwards. Um, you know, so that's impressive. But, no, I mean, you don't – It's I'm not saying Russ is just that horrible where if they've got to pass, but this is still a team that, speaking of the Denver Broncos, that needs to be setting up with the run and then the pass and gets the play action. And I do believe that you'll probably have an opportunity to see more of a, uh, you know, a MIM sighting here. Uh, on this one uh, in regards to the way it dictates itself. 877-37-GRIND. But in regards to tonight, though, back tonight with Dallas uh, in Seattle, you know, I had a uh, somebody put a message right here. Um, let me see. I wanted to read somebody that sent me a Facebook message. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, actually, who was that? Well, they were asking me, do I feel that basically because Seattle's probably their running back is going to probably is being ruled out most likely. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the third. Yeah, Kenneth Walker. And they were asking, like, hey, Calvin, do you think that, you know, 
Kenneth Walker being out, this kind of has it more of a situation of Dallas being able to win this big bet, big or big. And I say, you know what? You're actually really asking me if they're going to cover that nine, nine and a half. That's really what you want to ask me. And the question is, no, I don't think, you know, Walker being out ain't going to swing it that way either or uh, that it would mean that, oh, they'd blow him out anyway. Um, again, I would be there. Look, you know, I said it yesterday. The NFL, it's going by quick. But when you're talking about 18 weeks and 17 games, there's going to be flows in the season where teams are going to go through ruts. It's a thin line between a groove and a rut. Okay? Now, not grooving yet. Five in a row don't make it good. It's a thin line. So when I say that, there, this could be the game that Seattle wakes up. You know, I mean, this could be the game. I mean, early on in the season and even before I say, hey, Seattle's going to be a player just because they've lost like five out of six. You don't know. I mean, the 49ers went on a three. Now, that was because of health was the main reasons. But the 49ers, who some think that are the best team in the NFL and Vegas has them a three point favorite going on the road against a team that only has one loss. They lost three in a row. So who knows? But I would be surprised if this game doesn't come down to the fourth quarter. I know Dallas been blowing the doors off of visiting opponents coming in, but this is a little bit up, step up in class and competition tonight with the Seahawks. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producer, spin the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Penland Whiskey. Penland Whiskey is an oak barrel-aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier-fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Penland Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and a rich, complex flavor. Keep in mind, Penland Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo 
Cowboy Association and the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the Velocity Tour, and it's an official whiskey of the Sports Grind and an official sponsor of the Sports Grind as well, too. 87737-GRIND. All right, so... Um, couple other things uh real quick before we leave the dallas the whole cowboy and seattle situation um shaq leonard which we know visited dallas uh he left out of there with the con without a contract now he's supposed to be visiting philly tomorrow i believe or today or tomorrow uh so i did want to make that note and one thing that you know um which I didn't even really take in consideration, but I know Dallas is trying to, you know, I give them an A-plus for the effort because this is what I wanted. This is why I ripped them, you know, at the trade deadline. I'm like, what do y'all do? You can't sit around with 49ers feeling everybody making moves. Y'all are trying to get over the hump. But they are trying to do their due diligence because there's some concerns with uh, Leonard's neck. You know, he's had some neck issues along with the back. Like, look, if you go look at Leonard's first few years with the Colts, and I know a lot of people don't pay attention to Colts football, or watch Colt football. I have to because I cover sports and I have to because who I live with. But the reality of it is like, this is, there's definitely something that the Colts organization feels like it's beyond damaged goods. Okay. Because if you go look at his first few years, Shaq Leonard, I mean, he was on the, you know, trajectory that way to Canton, Ohio. Um, and of course, injuries always play. I mean, he's been cut on twice on his back. You know, we've always had a policy on this show. Uh, when, when athletes start getting cut on the back, that is a bad, I mean, that, you know, you can really, you can deal with the ACL, Achilles, you can do all that, but the back is different. But this next situation, the reason I bring it up Dallas, look at what they went through with Banderich. They're, I mean, they're going to be very skeptical in regards to wanting to get involved in Leonard. And trust me, Leighton Vanny, he ain't no, he ain't close to what Shaq Leonard was healthy. But if you look at this, because they're basically just, I mean, to outright release him, um, that tells you what they feel like in the building. But I think this has a lot more to do with Zaire Franklin's performance for the Colts then really it's that he does it's Shaq Leonard who he was three four years no it doesn't matter whether he signs with Philly Dallas or whoever but but they are still throwing him away pretty much for nothing now this organization has a history of giving up on franchise greats early prior before okay keep in mind that so uh but just wanted to note that that he did not leave uh he left i should say without a contract um but anyway sticking with the football theme a little bit too uh, a couple other things before i get uh, going let's speaking of achilles um aaron Rodgers. look man i and i and i knew i spent all summer beating down on aaron so this whole as this story was developing um i didn't really feel like um saying the same things over and over and having the audience have to listen. And now there's some things I like saying over and over and y'all just hear me say the same. That's on purpose. Cause I want that just being, just being real with you. But then there's some things like, I'm not going to do that to the listeners. So I've stayed quiet through this whole process, but now we're here because yesterday the jets cleared him to practice in non like contact. Now we're not talking about lining up behind the center, but just being around, being able to walk around the facility, be on the practice field. They have an assignment with the jets doctors and Aaron's personal doctors. They've got a plan for him. 
and everybody's losing their mind and everybody's like, oh, wow, you know, this and that, you know, if this move doesn't really show everything that I've been saying that a lot of people know, I'm not breaking news. This ain't this ain't a Paul Revere Calvin moment. This is what most people already knew is the fact that if this doesn't show how much of a self-centered, egotistical guy this is, what does? The Jets are four and seven. The line is one of the worst lines. Them and the commanders have probably one of the three or two of the worst top four bad offensive lines. And you're going to put yourself in a situation where by the time you could even be cleared to really play, not come back and throw and practice and be on, but really to go practice, the Jets most likely will have added two more losses on their on their resume. So now instead of four and seven, they would be probably four and nine. What is the point to sit there and say? You're the only man. And I understand, you know, I, I, you know, I heard Dan Orlowski this morning say, well, there's guys, guys like that. That's what they're made of. And they they're that's what drives them. You know, just let them. I mean, I, I, look, Dan's grown on me. He's come a long way. Like Dan, you could tell Dan Orlowski. I've said this on the show before. He's trying to get a coordinator job. Dan wants to get in coaching. I, you have to go back. I would say he's not since Ron Jaworski. And Merrill Hodge, go Google them. Some of you young cats don't know. Merrill Hodge and Ron Jaworski breaking down film. I haven't seen anybody that the four-letter network has done do it as good as Dan Olasky. But Dan Olasky to sit here and say, just let him go out for one snap. Just hike the ball one time. This, Dan, you play professional football, buddy. Like This is a team sport. That is so self-centered. For what? And then you run just to say, I did it. I did it. The smart thing would do, if you've already made it up your mind, it's obviously he ain't ready to retire, okay? You know, because there were some people like myself that say, hey, you know what, I don't know, man. You got that money, and this could be a sign. You got Achilles at that age. Obviously, if he's busting, you know what, to get back now, he's going to be back for 2024. You want to risk that to go out there behind a shaky offensive line just to say you're the first athlete ever to come back from only after 80 weeks or 60 weeks or 40 weeks, whatever the hell it's going to be, from Achilles' injury, knowing that, look, let me give you a newsflash. Robert Sala, Aaron Rodgers, the general manager, Hackett, they don't turn this in 2024 round. They're all gone. Robert Sala's gone. The GM's gone. If this, everybody's getting a pass this season. Now, somebody had to be the sacrificial lamb, and that was Zach Wilson, not Hackett, who's on the streak of, I like to know when's the last time, who's had a streak going back to his job at the Denver Broncos last year. One of the worst coaching jobs in history. I'll say it again for Sean. It's almost like Sean, you know that, it's almost like that famous picture of Babe Ruth. Just pointing out there, calling this shot. I might take some heat, but I'm going to let you know this is one of the worst coaching jobs I'm going to show you here. I know it don't look like that way. I wonder how many times a coach in NFL history has, has been allowed to come still to work with a consecutive offense that hasn't really averaged and mustered more than 16 points a game or 17 in Hackett. So let me dig I digress. Let me go back. Aaron Rodgers has everybody's job on the line in his hand, on his Achilles, on his tendon. And to sit there and to risk that just to say, oh, look at me. I did it. Tom Brady didn't even do this. 
that is dumb. It's selfish. And this proves to who I've been banging on pause all summer long. And I'll leave it this note. I, you know, the Jets can sit there and say it's up to Aaron Rodgers and it's up to him. And if he wants to put whatever, I think when, when it comes down to apple sack cutting time and a decision has to be made, I think that they're going to lean on the side of probably not letting him go, convincing him like, look, we don't need to do this because they're going to be like four and nine or four and 10 at the time. This is dumb. I thought it was stupid from the get go when the reports, oh, he's working back. He's on the trail. Me, me, me. Look at me. What do you got? Well, the upcoming schedule is rather favorable um, for them to maybe work their way into the crowded AFC playoff picture. They're still in the hunt, technically. Um, what, four and six? The Falcons are next this weekend. And that's going to be... They're, they're, uh, the Jets are hosting the Falcons. But Jets are four and seven, though, right? Uh, they're not four and seven. They're four and seven, I think. Four and seven. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah. So four and seven. So you can still work your way in. The, the Chargers are down there. The Titans are down there. I mean, the Raiders still sitting there at five and seven. There's a way... There's a way everybody's still right now you've got the you got the falcons if you feel like you can get by there now you're five and seven you host the texans it's a loss for the jets so five and eight you host the dolphins five and nine but then the the aaron Rodgers return is scheduled for christmas eve it could be an early christmas for jets fans you're hosting the commanders you're at the browns who are starting likely to start uh, Mr. Flacco this weekend, and then you're hosting the pa- and then you're at the Patriots to end the season. You could come in with a 500 record and might work your way into the playoff picture. Ain't nobody getting in in the AFC at 500. I think that as cluttered it is, I think nine. It's going to take you nine to ten wins, most likely ten. If you're not a nine, if you're not a division winner, in my opinion, don't I'm, I'm not going to salami stamp this but i think it's going to be nine or ten five hundred's not getting you in the afc and i don't think they're not for all them games you know where's where's offense coming from who's what have we got a coordinator switch i don't well, know about? a lot a lot of it you could look at it that it's been on the quarterbacks themselves uh, zach wilson just not making the reads and then and then when he makes the reads he's not making the throws uh, if aaron Rodgers is healthy um and then I'm not I'm not a doctor. If the doctors clear him, now there's some people that say that if they if anybody clears Aaron Rodgers, they they need to have their license revoked. I mean I've heard it both ways. I mean I believe both things. You're but we are we are in ways. 2023, and mm. who knows if we're on the cutting edge of science? He had some new procedure done with that Achilles tendon. Um, it was a new procedure. So well, if this really it. works, then we could see a whole thing of of a, of a timetable yeah. turning around for a ruptured Achilles. It would be groundbreaking science. Jones, we could, you know, there's a commercial that they play. And yes, I'm up late at night, so I get, I see some of these commercials, the type they run, when it's like 70, 80% of America is still asleep. But there's this commercial um, with the holy water. It's like this special water. And they say, if you hold it, they get these testimonies and say, hey, man, I was about to lose my house and I, hold, you know, I ordered this holy water. I'm just thinking, like, man, there's people really. You could get that. You you could get that's a real commercial. Now it's usually on Revolt and BT, but it's a real commercial. Um, Look, man, you could have the holy water, 
you can first of all he he can get out there he ain't gonna be mobile what are you gonna run around? and first of all they go, they're gonna overhaul the line no listen I want you to picture you walking out and, and looking outside your window, Jonas, and you seeing a little girl about the age of six or seven. And I know that's not the case because you don't see no kids playing outside no more, even if that they're all on their devices. OK, but let's just go back to where kids used to go out and you see a nice little six, seven year old boy or girl on their tricycle. And you look down, you're like, wow, you know, parents, those two wheels in the back that make it the training wheels. That's Hackett. Just picture that's that's Aaron Rodgers is the training wheels. And without that's Hackett, like there's no this is a, we have enough evidence, man. There's enough DNA that this guy is not a good play caller without error. Trust me. I know we look at this as sports. And how could that happen? No, man. This like I told you, there's guys that are living check to check. There's guys that like, you know what? Damn, dude, I'm really tired of playing. I got to go work today. But you know what? Is I got this mortgage. Mama's got the mortgage. They dread going to work. Believe it or not, there are athletes like that. Some of them can you can tell it through the screen. And thirdly, like you can get a hookup. You can keep a dude around in the league just because like, hey, man, I want to get it. The guy on East Houston Street, the one that told everybody we're above booing. Why are y'all booing? Okay, just did his hands like this, just like an old grandpa. You know, when you get upset, you just throw your hands like, oh, fooey. That guy. Do you understand that, like, it's one of those situations to where, no, man, it, it, it it's just, it, no. It, it's like you can get, like, that guy, Pop, who went through a life-altering situation with his wife, was in the position to call up and say, hey, Tim, look, man, coaching, just come, I need you on the plane. Just come with me. I told Ed, now that was a black Paul Revere moment. Then I told him, do y'all really think Tim really wanted to coach? No, man. He wanted somebody there he's comfortable with. It's his son. Like he said, I mean, come on. You know, the man said that if he had three last suppers, one would be Jesus. He had Tim in there. This was a comfort to pop. Tim wasn't trying to be no coach. So my point is, it is it, Hackett is in the NFL because of Aaron Rodgers. He didn't get in the NFL because Aaron Rodgers, but his damn his ass damn sure has stayed around because of Aaron Rodgers. This is this is who Aaron is. The Jets gain nothing from this. If anything, what, what if Aaron goes out there? Okay, fine. You, no one's done this. We've never seen this athlete. Not Kobe, LeBron, Michael Jordan. And you go out there and let's say week 17, you're scrambling. Oh, damn, something pops and you have a relapse. Everybody's fired. We don't even have to go to 2024. He's not going to be around. Solid, you go. The GM, you go. Everybody, hack it, you go. And we ain't even paying you. See us in court. We don't even want to pay you your money. We'll, we'll take our chance and we'll, we'll, go to, we'll go to Judge Judy. We don't even want to pay your sorry ass. That's dumb. It's stupid. But he's got an ego. Tom Brady ain't even really wired like this, man. That's why I was like, Orlowski, there's a lot of athletes, dude, Tiger, Jordan, Tom Brady. There's a lot of people that say, okay, fine. Say I can't do it. Say I can't do it. Let me prove you. That's fine. That's what motivates even non-athletes, everyday working people. Some people in life are like that. But to do that at the risk of just saying you're the first guy to run on a field or play for a team that is not going to be in the playoffs, that is not going to be really a chance to make the playoffs in another two or three weeks? I don't know. I don't know. I guess Jonas is going to lend the Jets Cleveland's offensive line for the last five weeks to protect them because I damn sure wouldn't be going out behind that. 877-37-GRIND. 
Also, uh, speaking of NFL, which we'll get into this game, we'll break down the 49ers and Eagles tomorrow. But Reddick, man, um, he, he's firing off some shots. He, you know, early on, they, I mean, this is a few days ago he said this. I just haven't been able to get to it. But, you know, just saying like, hey, man, uh, there was a lot of boo-hooing in last year's game. Oh, well, we would have had this or we had this. We'll come in and do it again. Some of the paraphrase are like, okay, fi- shots fired. But if you really have been paying attention to this since the offseason, there's been little skippets here and there, even from the 49ers side and the Eagles side. So to me, this is going to be a fun one. Without a doubt, I mean, come on. Stevie Wonder can see that this is the game of the week, you know, in the National Football League. I haven't even looked at the whole card yet or the whole match. I kind of know who's who's playing what. But this one, without a doubt. So we'll get more into this matchup, and we'll break it down. But Reddick, man, he's firing shots uh, out the bat. 877-37-GRIND. And you speaking, technically, Joe Flacco has been listed as number two yeah. on there. Yeah, DTR still in concussion protocol. Miles um, Garrett also didn't practice today. Um, dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, but, yeah, and, and this came down on Monday as well, or uh, right after Coach spoke. Uh, maybe it was Tuesday. We're, we're already at Thursday. So. Um, it might have been Tuesday, but that he had been listed as quarterback two, which, of course, if DTR can't go as quarterback one because everybody's been pressing to figure out who's taking first-team snaps. So that would be your second quarterback if your first quarterback can't practice. Joe so Flacco. Joe Flacco. Man. Dead in the water. If it comes down to Joe, look, man, unless I uh, look, and if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. I can only go by what I saw the last time. You can't tell me you go sit on the couch for two years, however long it's been, and all of a well, sudden. He played last year. Who was that? You're right. But Well, you sat on the couch pretty much all offseason. You're just going to roll out. And what I saw with the Jets wasn't really nothing different. You know, I mean, it made them sell them souls through Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but hey, get it out of your system. I mean, if somebody's going to pay you, and somebody can hook you up. That's another prime example. You know, go good old boy hookup. Come on, man. Get in here, Joe. Now, who's your favorite female reporter in Cleveland? What's my girl's name? I'm being oh, sorry. That's the one I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot. There's some conflicting reports because Cabot's reporting that that Miles Garrett situation, because they first came out and said there was no structural damage. She's putting out there that they there's some damage and they're not saying. I've seen a report. Okay, but I know some of y'all think she just turned soup. Uh, you listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. Uh, we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. 
It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 